Hello, Chloe. Hi, Victoria. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Of course. Um, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Yes. Uh, my name is Chloe Jansen. I'm 23 years old, born and raised in California, and now I'm here in London getting my master's in luxury brand strategy and business at the Condé Nast College. And you studied sustainable fashion in college, right? Yeah. So I did a communications degree um, and we had a lot of freedom with that, which was really nice. So I just chose from my first year to focus the entire like course on sustainable fashion. So every project I did, every course I signed up for was kind of like in that direction. And that really got me like started on my sustainable fashion passion <laughs> rhyme but and then I feel like having talked to you throughout the whole year you've gotten me to see the value more in luxury or like investment pieces mm -hmm. so I think I kind of used to think like oh it's just for the brand or people want recognition or just I don't know the more it felt more superficial to mm -hmm. me I guess but you also are really into secondhand and resale. Mm -hmm. You want to I know you did your project on that if you want to speak on that at all. Yeah so I think the thing that has always drawn me to luxury fashion is kind of the history and the story behind it. Like just inherently luxury fashion can be more sustainable than fast fashion. Obviously we know that because it's just less production, you know, like less consumption, less production, you know, things are made more at local ateliers and like the manufacturing process is monitored more closely. Um, you know, people are obviously paying a higher price. So it's more craftsmanship. And I think that's kind of like the basics of like good fashion, you know, like back in the day, things used to be tailored to everyone, you know, everyone had their own personal tailors and stuff. And so I think luxury kind of like upholds that like traditional sense of fashion and goes, it's the antithesis of just the overconsumptive mm -hmm. nature of fashion today. So I think that's always drawn me to it. I mean, there is an element of, you know, pizzazz, like, oh, it's great to have like a Prada bag and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of the luxury that I own and that I'm drawn to are the ones that are from, you know, like 10, 20, 30, 40. Like one of my bags is 50 years old, like a Louis Vuitton speedy bag. And just knowing that it's been through the test of time and kind of like being able to hold all those stories in a piece. Like it sounds a little cheesy, but I think that there's so much potential just for like storied pieces yeah. within luxury. So that's always what's drawn me to it. Yeah. Like I think I totally had a misconception in that mm -hmm. way. I mean, I'm sure it's like the hype of like all the Gucci labels and yeah. that can be, but really it helps you build like a capsule wardrobe too, I would mm -hmm. say, because you're investing in it and then you want to take care of it and take ownership of it and have like a relationship with it because you spent a lot of your money and your time. And I don't know, I like the way I view it now better. Going off of that. So I, when I first moved to London, I live in Notting Hill area. So I walked down to Portobello Market and it wasn't even on the main market. It was a weekend. So obviously all the vendors were out and it was busy, but I walked into this little side street and there was a vintage store and it was kind of like, it wasn't really my type of thing. Like I, I almost just walked right out, you know, when you're just like walking in and out of stores mm -hmm. and I saw this little pink lady Dior bag. Oh yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and it was hanging up super high and it like looked kind of out of place. And I was like, what is that? So I, I grabbed my friend. And I was like, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? Then I, I checked the price tag because these retail for like $5,000 or pounds, mm -hmm. whatever. And it was 96 pounds. And I'm not, I'm not a professional authenticator. <laughs> um, 
you know, and I still don't know for sure if it's like authentic or not. I mean, if it's not, it's very realistic from the research that I've done, but yeah. So I bought this like perfect little pink mini lady Dior bag for 96 pounds on Portobello road. Crazy. Yeah. And it's just like, I get so many uh, people coming up to me and be like, oh, I love your bag and stuff. And I just love saying too, like, oh, I got it for 96 pounds. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't say that. But yeah. And you know, because it's a little older and has a little more history to it. One of the clasps just broke, like it just kind of like fell off. So I just looked up like handbag repair, found a good place. I'm going tomorrow morning to take it in. And like, yeah, it's 50 pounds, you know, that's almost like as much as I spent on it. But I think when you view fashion as like more of an investment, like this is something that retains its value. Mm -hmm. And like with a lot of luxury pieces, it it grows in value over time. So just like putting in that like love and care to like keep it nice and keep it in your circulation of your wardrobe um, just makes all the difference because, you know, if you have like a bag from Zara and it breaks, it's like, Oh, let me just like throw it away. Exactly. It's going to go like, and the land fills in chili. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually recently took a pair of boots I got secondhand. They were Sergio Rossi. I think that's how mm-hmm. you say it. And they had been exactly what I had been looking for for like months. Like I mm-hmm. really wanted maroon, like burgundy pointed toe kid in heel boots. Mm-hmm. And a bunch had come up that were like 50 bucks from some, I don't know, cheap website. I was like, no, yeah. like I know I can find one. Yeah. And one, it's so rewarding when you do all that like work, research, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. To find a pair you like. And then when it is in your size, you're like, it is meant to be. Exactly. And I was so happy whenever I'd wear them. And then one day I was wearing them and the sole actually like peeled off. Uh-huh. I think something happened or it cracked. I don't remember. And I was like, you know what? If this was some cheap pair I had bought at like a Princess Polly or just like a Zara, yeah, I'd probably throw them away. But I did like work to find these. I was like, I'm taking them to a shoe repair. Yeah. And it was this like cute old man who had them done in like two hours. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think we have to like take ownership of if we like clothes and shoes and bags, whatever are meant to be worn and used, like they're meant to be part of your life. Exactly. But then if something happens, like take care of it, you know, exactly. Don't just throw it away and forget about it. And I found too, because people always have the argument like, oh, sustainable clothing is more expensive, you know, which that does make sense. And I I understand that not everyone's like in a place to buy more sustainably or buy designer secondhand. But I find that I I don't know about you, like I'm more inclined to fix things when Mm -hmm. I paid more money for it. Yeah. Like if I had something from God forbid H&M or like, and I had it like, I, I actually, my laundry's out right now. So I see that like white reformation tank top. And I, it's such a staple in my closet. I've had it for like maybe two years now and I wear it all the time. And like, it's gotten a couple times just cause I wear it. So it's very well made, but just cause I wear it so much like little tears and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, grab my little sewing kit. It's like, you don't even need yeah. a machine. You know, it takes five minutes. You just sew it back together and then you can't even tell. And it's just things like that. Yeah. You know, whereas if I maybe pay 10 bucks for it, I would have just been like, okay, let me just go get another one, yeah. you know? But at the end of the day, you're spending more money and, yeah. and you're, you know, adding to the, the problem. I was reading Let My People Go Surfing by Yvonne Chouinard, the founder of Patagonia. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like his number one priority is quality of the products he produces because then people just need less things. Exactly. And he said specifically, because I feel like it really relates to this, the poor can't afford cheap goods 
because at the end of the day, like you'll probably end up spending way more money on like if you buy a blender like for like $20 instead of a $100 one and it breaks, mm-hmm. then you have to buy another one and another one and another one versus if you invest in one, you can keep it for hopefully like decades, you know, yeah, like, I feel like exactly. a good appliance or jacket or product or boots or anything yeah. are meant to last for decades and generations. Yeah. Like I have stuff that was my mom's because it was yeah. really well made that was her mom's too, you know? Exactly. It's more rewarding and it's more unique too. Like you don't want to be on the street seeing things that everyone else is wearing. Yeah. You know, everyone wants a little bit of individualism and you can really get that when you hold on to things and, you know, are buying secondhand. Yeah. Someone asked me where my jacket was from today and I was like, oh, it's thrifted. I'm so sorry. That's so annoying. Yeah. But... It is a little bit, like, prideful to be like, oh, you can't have this. It is, yeah. It's like, this is mine. But also then it kind of encourages, like, oh, like, I should go. Like, you found that in a thrift store. Maybe that person's never been thrifting before. And they're like, hmm, maybe I should go check it out. You just kind of, you know. Sometimes I'm like, did I just buy this? Because I saw, like, a pretty influencer wearing it. And yeah. I, like subconsciously was like, I will look like that if I buy yeah. that shirt. Yeah. I think, or did I actually want it? <laughs> yeah. People need to buy like what they feel comfortable in and like what they, I don't know. That's why it's fun to, to thrift. Cause it's like, you really have to pick yeah. like what you like, you know, make your own choices when it comes to fashion. I feel like I have so many pieces in my closet that I'm very blessed because I have a grandmother and a mother love fashion and they have very good sense of style and they shop very timelessly. So maybe like a third of my closet is hand-me-downs from them. But my favorite is this denim Louis Vuitton bag. I don't even know what decade it's, it's probably like 30 years old. It was my grandma's. And I mean, now they have the, the denim collection, like kind of recirculating on, you know, Farfetch, Vestiaire mm-hmm. Collective, The Real Real and stuff. So it's kind of more on Instagram and stuff now. But I think she gave it to me like when I was 15 or something. And so people have like, you know, never seen the denim Louis Vuitton bag. And I swear like to this day, every single time I wear it, it starts a conversation. Yeah. And it's normally like not just like, oh, I love your bag. It's like, oh my gosh, that's a really cool bag. And then I say, oh, it's my grandma's. And like it always just kind of, I've never had anything like it. Like it every single time without fail, it starts a conversation. Like the, a couple days ago I wore it in a coffee shop and like this really cool girl started talking to me and we were just chatting and we had a lot in common and stuff. And like, I mean, one time it led me to like a job interview too. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Because I was like, lucky back. (laughs) Yeah. I was at uh, the Soho studio and there was like a pop-up and the, it was Qdoni. They like came up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I love your bag. And then we started talking and they, yeah, yeah but rip, that didn't really pan out, we did it? Them. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, like, even for us, I said something about your bag the first day we met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Yeah. We were at a picnic and yeah, it, it's a good icebreaker. I think clothes are. And also just like, not only does it build connections, but I've taken that bag all around the world with me too. Oh, yeah. It fits so many things in it and it's like just so durable and easy because it's denim you know Mm -hmm. it's easy to clean and and so I've like been on a boat in Capri with it like I've (laughs) been in random trains and buses and like random places in Italy and Europe like I've been all it's been on lots of planes and trains and well traveled (laughs) it's very well traveled and so that even like adds another layer of just like sentimentalism if that's a word yeah (laughs) yeah I just I feel like I'm more drawn to things like that that have a history 
and then also like a, a history to me when with when a loved one has like chosen that and loved it and and chosen to give it to you. you know? Yeah, exactly. Like it makes me feel proud. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't always have to be something you know high street or mm-hmm. like not high street, but like love designer, like a, yeah. a fashion house like this. I'm wearing this little silver turquoise ring and I wear it pretty much every day. And I, so like the best day of my entire life when I was living in Italy and I went hiking in Cinque Terre, um, like between the villages by myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was just like such a special day. I think I was like going through, you know, a rough period of my life. And it was just like one of those days where you're just filled with nature. You're alone in your thoughts. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I just kind of spent the whole day just quiet and just, thinking whatever not to get too deep but um then I was hiking through the last village and there was this like little Italian man on the hillside and he had a little jewelry box and he was selling all of these silver rings and so I bought it for two euros oh wow yeah and it's just like it's yeah and it's it's held up very well I mean I wear it every day it's like not even tarnished or anything well, a little bit, but <laughs> but we don't have to turn it over. But, like, I don't clean it or anything. And I don't know. Every time I look at it, I just, like, think of that day. And I think I'll always have it, you know. God forbid I lose it. But it's it's not even like it's, you know, a super expensive piece of jewelry or anything. It just has a lot of meaning to me. Yeah. Because it's so rooted in a specific moment of your life, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's really powerful how clothes and accessories can do that jewelry because i feel like every time i have certain things like that when i look at it i'll remember other times that i wore it or when i first got it and if i like you said you're going through a tough like period of your life if i was going through something like that like i've come so far yeah you know exactly because it's not about like the ring itself or like at least in this um, example i'm thinking of it's more so like the growth that I've done since Mm -hmm. then. I'm like, I made it (laughs) like across this thing. (laughs) It's a symbol of hope. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I'm sure I'll, you know, you go through ups and downs in life, but like these little reminders are, you can hold a lot of like symbolism within physical objects in ways that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, definitely. So that's why I think it's also important to be so timeless with your things because it makes it more special. Yeah. You just, like, take care of what you have, and you don't need that much. Yeah, I feel like I wear the same jewelry every day. Yeah. Honestly. Jewelry for me is, like, I like it when it's sentimental. Again, like, passed down. I have the ones that I like, and then that's good. I don't yeah. need a ton of jewelry. <laughs> I have, like, this dress. I don't even know what brand it is. I It's, like, a random, like, kind of no-name label that my grandma just, like, I was at her house, and she's like, I, I just found this in my closet. She used to wear it to, like my mom's friend's weddings so like 30 years ago but it's just like this beautiful brown silk like and lace dress it makes me feel so feminine yeah it's really elegant you know yeah it's very flowy but like Mm -hmm. sometimes i'll like wear it to class and like put you know combat boots and a leather jacket or sometimes like i'll wear it to dinner with um heels and stuff i love that it's just you know from my grandma's closet and i can still get a lot of use out of it it Mm -hmm. makes me feel good too that there's not just like if she has something that's just sitting around and not getting used that like, at least I can use it. And then we're both happy. Like she also like anything that I have of hers, which is a lot (laughs) because I always read her closet when she's done with things. Like she loves to like see pictures of me and you know, she's at the phase in her life. She has had a lot of travels and she's been out in the world. And so now like she kind of lives vicariously through me. So I think it's kind of like our, our bonding thing too. Like 
I'm kind of giving a longer life to all of the things that she's loved and traveled in and like had all these great life experiences in. Now I'm like having all these travels and life experiences and like some of the same exact, you know, clothes and accessories. So it's very, we always have little texts. I always like text her a selfie when I'm wearing something and she's just like, I'm living vicariously through you and you know, it's your time to shine. So I think it's just very special for both of us. Yeah. And it just shows that clothes aren't just superficial. It's not about vanity, but it can be like very, very meaningful. Yeah. And, and, you know, sustainable when you do it that way. And it can still be glamorous. Like relationship to send a picture of Mm -hmm. what you're wearing. Have you, you should like find a photo of her in it and then like side by side with you. Yeah. I think I could do that actually. So at least for me, I can remember what I was wearing on very specific occasions. Yeah. So I wanted to do a little speed round if you think you can handle it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. The first one, what were you wearing for your first kiss? Oh, I was, I remember this. I was wearing this like maroon t-shirt and jeans, definitely from Abercrombie or Hollister, one or the other. Yeah. And then I was wearing like this denim jacket with like a hood built in. It was like a mix between like a sweatshirt and like (laughs) a denim jacket. Love it. What were you wearing for your college graduation? I wore a white floral reformation dress. And big Reformation girl. Yeah, I'm a big <laughs> Reformation girl. And I wore my grandma's diamond earrings, actually. What did you wear for your last birthday? Oh, my last birthday, I wore a Reformation, like, <laughs> tank top and some, like, old denim cutoff jean shorts. Nice. What were you wearing for your first date with your current boyfriend? Oh, I was wearing, actually, the same jeans that I'm wearing right now. And I was wearing... Actually, that, there's hanging on my laundry, that black tank top from Reformation. Oh, my God. And my Levi's vegan leather jacket and my Vayas sneakers. Nice. Uh, What did you wear for your first day of school this year? I wore my roommate's mom's old Prada blazer and my mom's old, like, white button-up and some Aritzia, like, those... Melina vegan leather pants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What did you wear for the last interview you did that was like led to a job? The last, well, I guess I like kind of had one last week a little bit. I wore this Claudie Perdo, um, I'm probably butchering that name, <laughs> jacket that I got on the outnet. And then what shirt was I wearing? I think I was wearing this sweater actually, like a cashmere gray sweater and some like Madewell tight skinny jeans black skinny jeans they weren't jeans they were pants sorry this is like (laughs) not very exciting and then like my favorite tall boots that I got in this random leather store in Rome when I lived there oh yeah okay that's all I have for you for the speed round that was a memory test (laughs) yeah that was fun well I think that's everything I have unless there's anything else you want to add any final thoughts I think that it's just exciting and powerful like what you're doing because clothes like have so much meaning and I think if we if we can collectively like shift people's mindset about the clothes that are already in their closet or like in their family and in their lives just trying to like prolong that lifespan and and then can you recommend someone for me to speak to you should speak to my friend Emily who I met like randomly when she was working retail and she went to 
London College of Fashion. She has like a really cool sense of style. Yeah. Very like Scandinavian and she's passionate about fashion too and <laughs> creative direction. So I think she'd be a really cool person okay, to pick perfect. her brain. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank and you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I haven't figured out how I want to end them yet. <laughs>